Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Putting fake money where their big mouths are. Money talks, then a game that I pick. Believe me, it's a winner. What I know could get you rich, because all I pick is winners. Money talks. Mackie and Judd are picking games for this weekend against the spread. Are they pros or Joes? Let's find out. I mean, I think we're pros by now this season, judging by the records. Uh, with the, the, the lowest common denominator still being several games over 500. What's happened to us? On the year. I don't know. It's all Todd Furman uh, and his knowledge rubbing off on us over the years here. In fact, uh, let's bring him in from the Bet the Board podcast. Todd Furman. Um, we have five games on the schedule, some interesting spreads, including we'll get to the Vikings-Green Bay game at the end of our slate here. But um, let's um, let's start by just kind of discussing the landscape of the NFC um, the, with Nick Foles performing pretty well last week and the Rams putting a beat down on Seattle. It's like every week the NFC landscape changes and evolves even more, and um, you've got you've got these top top-of-the-line teams without established playoff quarterbacks, and then all the Matt Ryans, Russell Wilsons, etc. at the bottom, and the Drew Brees trying to, to climb in there. This is going to be so much fun the next five weeks, Todd. Uh, there's no doubt about it. When you look at the NFC compared to the AFC, which has a clear frontrunner in the form of the New England Patriots, the NFC appears to be wide open. Every single team flawed. Uh, you mentioned Philadelphia, and while Nick Foles performed admirably in relief of Carson Wentz, still some major concerns there regarding their left tackle and a team like the Vikings be able, being able to exploit their offensive line. You mentioned the Saints with a veteran quarterback, and even the teams trying to vie for the five and six spot in those wild cards, whether it's Carolina, Atlanta, Anna, Detroit, who I think remains the biggest long shot out there, and the Dallas Cowboys, those teams just as dangerous as the four division winners. Uh, I think we're going to be poised for some very exciting football throughout the month of January leading into early February, especially on the NFC. So, Todd, if, if you had to pick a team from this conference right now that, that you think is the favorite, which one would that be? Uh, you know what? It's tough to say favorite, but if I'm picking a team that I feel offers the most complete package, uh, I'll make a small case for the Saints. I like Drew Brees' experience and their ability to run the football, have some concerns about their offensive line injuries, and a defense that's regressed a little bit. Uh, but I think the Saints finding their lull will see what they look like on Sunday against the Falcons. If they can put together a dominant performance there, I think they become a very dangerous out. Uh, and I'd probably put the Vikings right behind them. I just worry, and I know everyone has gotten on the Case Keenum bandwagon. I'm skeptical that he can make the big throws required uh, of a playoff quarterback as the stakes continue to get ratcheted up. So a, a similar case in the AFC, maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars, with their dominant pass defense, uh, their their dominant front four. But Blake Bortles was the question all year long in the last couple of years, and he's been a lot better the last few weeks. If Blake Bortles can be competent, 
Are the Jaguars the sneakiest, tough matchup that the Patriots might face in the playoffs? Uh, you know what? I don't know if they're sneaky anymore. I would have said about four to six weeks ago when people were still skeptical that they could have snuck up on New England. Uh, but we're talking about Doug Marone matching up with Bill Belichick in a one-game elimination. You still have to put your money behind New England. They'd be about a touchdown slightly more uh, as a favorite. Uh, and you mentioned Bortles. Not much being asked of him. He's executed the way he needs to. But I think in that kind of playoff surrounding, you just go, don't turn the football over. Worst case scenario, we have to punt, and we can lean on our secondary. I think Jacksonville may be a year ahead of schedule, but what Bortles has definitely done is forced that franchise into difficult decisions going into the offseason. If he's their guy going forward with a young defense poised to gel, or they want to go in a different direction because they don't think he's capable of taking them to the next level. Right on. Uh, so we have five games again on the docket. I like what you did last week. If you have a game in here, uh, that you guys are all over on the Bet the Board podcast. Play your trump card when you're evaluating our picks, and uh, and then walk us up to you know people listening on the, on the podcast. Right, we've got five games. If you get to one of those and you're like, you know what. We did 20 minutes on that on the Bet the Board podcast. Feel free to play that card, Todd, all right? I, I would be shocked if one of the game that we spent the most time on as far as investment <laughs> advice this week cracked your rotation of five. But then again, I know you are a glutton for punishment, Phil, and sometimes your picks, uh, even I can't forecast That's that. True. Well, I think most of ours are, are playoff teams. So what game did you guys spend the most time on if people want to check it out? Oh, we spent a good amount of time on Detroit, Cincinnati. Aside from oh, the bigger matchups, that we'll yeah, you're right. On. We didn't. <laughs> but uh, you hit yeah, it. The, the the Lions and Bengals is a game where uh, there's some major line movement and some great opportunity from an investment right. standpoint. Wow! So if you want to roll up the DGen sleeves, make some money. get in on that Bet the Board podcast. Uh, Dallas at home, five point favorite over Seattle. By the way, the standings are uh, Judd. 4-0-1 last week, 45-28-2 on the season. Domination from Coming Judd. Coming out to, to uh, v- Vegas, Todd, to live with you at this rate. Uh, you know what? I may, may be able to carve out some space in my guest room uh, as long as you maintain a clean lifestyle and there won't now, be any strange women coming back here 2 or 3 in the morning. We can work out some arrangements. Part 1 might be a problem for Judd. I might be out. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm 43-30-2, just two games behind Judd after a 3-1-1 week last week. Dave was 2-2-1 last week, and he sits 39-34-2, six games back of Judd, four games back of me, so it'll go Judd, me, Dave on the picks order. Dallas, five-point home favorites over Seattle. I feel like I'm being rope-a-doped here because my inclination uh, with Seattle coming off a 42-7 loss to the Rams last week was to immediately jump on Dallas here. Both teams are 8-6, and six, and in scoring point differential, Seattle's a plus 27, and Dallas is a plus 25. In fact, I will tell you right now, my research shows Dallas should be minus 3, not 5. So I am going to actually go in the other direction, and I am going to take the team that got smoked last week. I'm going to take Seattle to be able to cover the spread. Yeah, I'll take... Uh, this is this feels like overreaction to Seattle losing big and Dallas getting Zeke back. So I'm going to take the points here and Russell Wilson to uh, to bounce back. I will take Seattle as well, Dave. I got to start making hay. I like Zeke coming back to Dallas. I like him to run it all over the Seattle Seahawks defense. Give me Dallas to cover the five. When you look at this game, guys, it's definitely an overreaction to one week's worth of results here. Um, this number, had the game been played last weekend, we'd be talking about Dallas, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Uh, but professional bettors believe that these issues with Seattle run a little bit deeper uh, than what the markets indicated. That being said, the number got to five and a half. There's been some major resistance. So at six, professional money has come in on Seattle. Very difficult to back the Seahawks here, but sometimes those often make for the best bets. Yeah. Uh, New England, 12 and a half point favorites over the Buffalo Bills. Judd? This is entirely too much until you consider uh, how the Patriots have handled the Bills through the years. And I keep thinking to myself, well, the Bills make sense. And then I think, but most of the time I bet against the Patriots. I get in trouble doing that, so I am actually going to give the points and take the Patriots. Uh, it's, uh, Judd doesn't know this, but I was actually looking over his shoulder during his uh, kitchen table research last night and this morning. It was in depth. I was looking uh, right. He didn't see me. I was kind of in the bushes. It was dark outside. It was creepy. But I have found a nugget from Judd's research. Tom Brady is 18-9-1, career against the spread when uh, facing Buffalo. I'll just ride that until further notice. New England. So what you're saying is he's due for a disappointment. Buffalo. Buffalo is the pick. 12-and-a-half is too much. Uh, Dave is lighting the bridge on fire right now. (laughs) Got to do what you got to do. Buffalo has taken money from professional bettors, or will especially as we get closer to game day. You look at the largest number in this series, uh, this will be the biggest one since November 11, 2012. Road teams have actually been surprisingly good, going 6-0-1 against the spread the last seven, the last home cover coming on December 29, 2013. Just a big price tag for a New England defense that still has uh, some major questions that they have to try and iron out. Uh, you look at that first meeting, Buffalo lost 23-3, but lost Tyrod Taylor in the process. Don't be surprised if this game is relatively competitive late. New England wins, but Buffalo covers. Ooh. Game number three on the docket here, Philadelphia at home as a nine-point favorite over Oakland. The Philadelphia Eagles, gentlemen, are 4-1 and one straight up and against the spread in their last five games played at night, which this game will be. Oakland's pass defense is not good. Um, Foles came out and what through uh, four touchdown passes last week. So I am going to take the home team and I'm going to take the team that I feel has given up just a little bit. Uh, Philadelphia for me, I'm giving the nine points. Um, I feel like the Raiders have almost zero chance of stopping the Eagles here, uh, in Philadelphia. Even with Nick Foles at the helm, he was pretty good. So I'm going Philadelphia in this one. You said almost zero chance. So that means there <laughs> is a chance. Give me the Raiders to oh. pick another game up on the leaders. Wow. <laughs> this game really doesn't have a whole lot of professional money impacting the market, but I can tell you that recreational betters gravitating towards Nick Foles for a lot of the reasons you guys mentioned. His performance last week against the Giants with those four touchdowns and Oakland just kind of limping to the finish. Uh, but this number definitely inflated as it trends up. You will see some professional money start to come in on the underdog Oakland Raiders here amid concerns that Philadelphia's offensive line will be able to hold up under the pressure from Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin. I'm fine just sort of trailing Judd here. I've got, got 10 games over two weeks here in the regular season. I'm fine just sort of drafting off of you until the last lap, but at some point gonna have we're going to have to differ yeah. here. So uh, New Orleans, five and a half point favorite over Atlanta, Judd. Yeah, this seems like a lot until until you start to do a little bit of digging and realize that the Falcons have gotten some good fortune. They've had a pair of three-point wins where they've been outgained by nearly a yard per play in each of the last two weeks. I see that. I see the Saints as being a really good team. I'm going to actually give the points to take the Saints. Yeah, I. this is... I, I'd like to differ here, but I. this is my most confident pick of the week. I looked at all the games and, and said... I think the Saints are a far better overall team, and they're playing at home. This feels like a touchdown-plus win for the Saints, so I'm going to go Saints. Judd and I are in lockstep again, I guess. 
That's very interesting because I'm once again in lockstep <laughs> against you. I mean, you you go ahead and pick the Saints, but what you say about the Falcons, Judd, they've been mysteriously winning games. Well, that sounds to me like a team that just knows how to win, baby. Get it done. Thanks, Falcons are going to at least cover the five and a half, if not win outright. <laughs> Uh, New Orleans aside, getting professional money here. Some of the uh, optimism and enthusiasm has been tempered a bit uh, amid those injury concerns. Uh, but when you look at these two teams, New Orleans a little bit undervalued by the market during this 1-4 and four against the spread run. Uh, at least for this week, they've been overvalued leading up to it. Sean Payton calling out his players will only help uh, to inspire this team to look to get revenge. The biggest X factor from the first meeting, uh, you assume Alvin Kamara will be able to go. And Atlanta, one of the worst teams in the NFL, covering opposing running backs, catching balls out of the backfield. Uh, as you mentioned, Falcons have been flirting with disaster. It finally catches up to him here. Yeah. And then Minnesota, nine-point road favorites over Green Bay. That probably hasn't happened a whole lot in the history of, of this uh, matchup. So, Judd, what do you think? I, I believe that the Packers have nothing to play for. They are absolutely decimated. And so I am going to go Vikings in this game. I am drinking the purple Kool-Aid, and I'm guzzling it down right now. Once again, I go with the Vikings. Yeah, I, I'll just make my move next week, I guess. I've got the Vikings by two touchdowns in this game. Dave? You guys really made this interesting. But I will say, this is the one you guys have right. I predicted an hour ago that Joe Callahan will eventually be playing quarterback in this game, so I have to absolutely take the Vikings to pound the pack. You boys drinking a little too much of the Kool-Aid. The market will disagree with you here, although I can't really openly endorse a play on the homebound Packers. Uh, this number definitely inflated. As books know, it's going to be extremely difficult on a holiday weekend to attract any money on Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers lists Green Bay Packers at that. Uh, number at nine, expected to trend more into the no-man's land at seven and a half, but we've seen the Vikings exceed expectations more often than not this season, uh, but this is a little bit of uncharted territory laying this kind of lumber outside. Vikings win, but Green Bay may have a few tricks up their sleeves to get you the cash. Uh, before we say goodbye and happy holidays, can we just get your, your favorite random obscure college football bowl game uh, over the next week. We've got like Quick Lane Bowl, Duke, yeah. Northern Illinois. We got the Walk Ons Independence Bowl. There's the Academy Sports Outdoors Texas Bowl. Uh, give us a little obscure college uh, football bowl game nugget. Uh, we can go to Yankee Stadium uh, between for the Pinstripe Bowl Pinstripe. Boston College in Iowa. Uh, Iowa, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I actually make Boston College a slight favorite on my numbers here. I think it's a matchup that doesn't sit well uh, for the Hawkeyes when you look at BC's ability to kind of impose their will physically in the trenches. Uh, this is a Hawkeye team who's put together two great performances this year. Uh, the win over Nebraska to close out the regular season, but that comes with some asterisks, obviously. And, of course, their signature moment, destroying Ohio State. They've really ridden the coattails of that. Uh, I think Boston College, the much better football team coming from the better league as far as the ACC in the middle of the pack. I'd expect BC to win this outright in their fertile recruiting ground on the East Coast. Why do we play bowl games in baseball stadiums that, that don't ordinarily host football games? Do you know it's that? all about trying to create buzz and fanfare and giving these collegiate players a chance uh, to walk into some of the hallowed churches of professional sports in this fine country. The better question, why do we play bowl games in places like the Bahamas? That's anyone's best guess, but uh, you have to... Uh, feel it for folks in UAB and Ohio's camp to get to spend the holidays down there in the islands. Much better destinations uh, than where both of us are right now. Yeah, there Very it is. true. All right, Todd sir. Furman from uh, the Bet the Board podcast. Happy holidays, and uh, we'll talk to you probably in January, Todd. Always a pleasure, guys. Enjoy. Have a happy and healthy New Year, and enjoy the holidays this weekend. You too, right, man. man. Um, so, yeah, you and I went lockstep for the first time all year. That's yep. probably my bad. I don't know. I just... I've. 
I feel pretty confident with all five of those games. So I can I can do the the Dave strategy next week on you. The Patriot, the Patriots game is a little bit high, but but the but the stats completely back up taking the Patriots. I thought. Now, if you and I tank and Dave takes advantage of the differences, oh, be really now all three of us would go into next week maybe like two games apart, mm-hmm. or it's maybe not three games. It's apart. Not over yet. Could be very interesting. Um, all right, we haven't given away any prizes yet today, so let's do this. Let's get callers. Nine and ten. Callers nine and ten. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. It's a game show Friday. We've got Mystic Lake Casino Hotel overnight. Uh, stay packages. We've got go for hockey tickets and all kinds of other stuff. And we will continue on with our Minnesota sports year in review between now and one o'clock as well. It's Mackie and Judd and uh, Toyota Thon is going on right now too. I should mention that Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of six ninety four and Brooklyn Boulevard as part of Toyota Thon. You can get into a brand new Rav Four, 2018 Rav Four, for just $199 a month. Also, the brand new Camrys for just $189 a month with very reasonable down payments on those three-year leases. I'm big into leasing the last several years at Luther Brookdale Toyota because I just love every two or three years when they have the major upgrades to the exterior, to the technology on the interior, the safety features, the way that cars are evolving. Um, It's a lot like the way that phones are evolving. It's just every year or two, something big comes along. And that's why I like to do the two and three year leases. And this is the best time of year, Toyota-thon, to get the best deals on these new vehicles. So stop in. They're open until nine o'clock. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, where my family and I have been going for three plus decades. Prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Bring it on! This is 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday! It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd! Here are your holly jolly hosts, Phil Mackey and Judd Zogan. Yeah, that's right. Getting fatter by the minute. Just ate three cookies during that break. Wow. Well, they're small cookies. One bite. Well, I mean, show some self-discipline. It's not even the oh, 24th yet. Excuse me, what? Show some self says the guy, me, who ate like three of those <laughs> peanut butter... Whatever those peanut butter chocolate M&M things were the other day Hold that were on. sitting. I'm going to Google This out. is the thing. It's a blessing and a curse of, of being in radio and, or working for a media company. You go out in that kitchen area. Oh. We have a little small kitchen outside our studio. Yeah. And this time of year, pretty much after Halloween, where people start dumping Halloween candy, like you do that, you'll just dump all your it's the table, unused Halloween candy. It's the table of fatness, Phil. Oh, my God. It's the table of fatness. Correct. Game Show Friday today is brought to you this week by Chris Lindahl, the number one REMAX results team. Those guys helped sell my condo in record time last year. So Chris Lindahl, the number one REMAX results team. And we have a very holiday festive edition of Game Show Friday here with Doug and Cyrus, the contestants. But we have a long list of great prizes today. We're, this won't be the only game show. We're going to play another one. In fact, we'll play another game show uh, in the noon hour, and we're going to give streamers a chance to uh, to win as well. We'll explain that maybe later this hour. But we have a one-night stay for two at Mystic Lake Hotel and Casino that must be used either tomorrow. No, I'm sorry, tonight or tomorrow. Um, if I'm getting this wrong, just let me know, Dave. But I think one so of them is tomorrow, right? It. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, man. 
Uh, one night for four at Mystic Lake must be used sometime between the 24th and the 28th of December. Those hotel vouchers must be picked up, by the way, if you want them, by 5 o'clock today at our radio station. So carve out your afternoon if you want to go to Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. We also have a four-pack and a parking pass to the Gopher Hockey Game against Army on the 29th. And on the 30th, we have four packs and tickets for uh, Gophers Army. We have the first major by John Feinstein and also Logan Lucky starring Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, and Katie Holmes. Those are the prizes. Let's get these guys on the line here. Doug, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Happy holidays. What about Cyrus? Can you hear us? Yes, I can. So here's how this works. Uh, Dave Harrigan, tell these guys what game they'll be playing today. Oh, boy. Doug and Cyrus get ready for a very special holiday festive edition of Name That Christmas Song. Name That Christmas Song. So instead of us singing the song or playing the song, we're going to read the lyrics in poem form with no melody, unless we accidentally slip into a melody. You guys are going to buzz in by just yelling your name as soon as you think you know the answer. This is name that tune, but we're going to read you the lyrics, and then you have to tell us after you buzz in what Christmas song we are uh, poeming. Make sense? Yep. Yep. All right, so yell your name if you want to buzz in. If you get it wrong, then the other has a chance to steal. We'll start mm-hmm. with Judd. All right. Number one, gentlemen, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows Doug. when you're awake. Doug. Santa Claus is coming to town. That is correct. That is on the board. These get a little harder, but quite frankly, none of them are really that hard. It's Christmas songs. All right, Doug's on the board one to nothing. Let's try this one. Buzz in by yelling your name. There will be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There will be scary ghost stories and tales of Doug... Winter Wonderland. And tales of the glory Cyrus can steal of Christmases long, long ago. Cyrus? No clue. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So we have no one on that. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling, you know. Out in the snow. All right, so nobody gets that point. Doug is up one to nothing here. All right. You might have to go slow on this one just to keep the suspense. <laughs> Number three. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a dog. Jingle bells. Yes! Correct. All right, Doug's up to nothing here. Name that Christmas song. Name this one. <laughs> this is great. Fa, la, 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 Doug. Deck the halls. <laughs> Doug is a Christmas. Oh, Doug is a hot. week straight at work. Oh, you poor, you poor man. I'd like to offer my condolences from afar to you. <laughs> All right, Judd, go ahead. Doug's up three nothing. All right, here's the next one. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Doug. Doug. Frosty the snowman. Doug, okay, Doug. D- Doug, you're the '84 Oilers. Cyrus. Unbelievable. Yeah, bah humbug. I was going to say. Way to go, Cyrus. Yeah. Are you uh, Ebenezer sitting up in your office right now? All right. This is is for Cyrus to avoid the shutout. (laughs) Name that Christmas song. 
Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Doug. Doug, for the sweep. Walking in a winter wonderland. He's going to keep guessing that. Yep. It's incorrect, though. Doug's hit or miss right now. Cyrus. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Let it snow. Yes! Yes! Do the last one, too, just for fun. Let's see if Cyrus can get two. All right, let's do this last one here. All right, Cyrus, you're going to lose, but you're going to win something no matter what, so stay on hold. <laughs> okay. But this is the last one. Pa-rum. Pum. 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 Doug. Doug. Oh, maybe our greatest game show of all time right there. Cyrus had his one moment of glory and then dug it to steal it away with Little Drummer Boy. All right, congratulations to Doug and Cyrus. We'll put those guys back on hold. Oh, that was fun. Uh, we'll play another game show when Superstar gets in here sometime during the noon hour. But um, let's do this. If you want to... Now let's, we'll, we'll come up with a way next segment or before the top of the hour... If you're streaming and it's on more of a delay and you can't call in right away, we're going to give you a chance if you're streaming to play in our noon game show. We'll just, just stay tuned here in the next segment or two. We'll tell you how you can do that by answering a trivia question. Uh, I know we got to get into you've been contemplating the future of Case Keenum. We have to get into that. And let's get back to our 2017 Minnesota Sports Year in Review and the awards we've been handing out, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. The Packers are done. The Packers are done. McCarthy and Thompson are hoping now they won't be gone. The Packers are done. The Packers are done. McCarthy and Thompson are hoping now they won't be gone. A broken bone derailed their season. Losing Rodgers was the reason. His crappy teammates couldn't get the cheese into the playoffs this year. They've only got a quarterback. A solid defense is what they lack. Fans at Lambeau are going back to the concession stand for more beer. The Packers are done. The Packers are done. McCarthy and Thompson are hoping now they won't be gone. Yeah, there it is. Shot to number one immediately. Like, just clearly the most popular of the 30-plus songs by the U-Log we've ever done. We're playing some of the more popular ones throughout the show today. Tracy Clays is coming to town, definitely in that mix. Uh-huh, the Boudreaux song. Boudreaux song is in that mix. I love that one. Yep, so uh, I think the uh, the Timberwolves-Chipmunks one, might, we play that later on in the show today. Ooh, it might yeah, be up there, too. So uh, we'll, get to, we'll talk some more Vikings, get to uh, Vikings-Packers, uh, Case Keenum discussion here later this hour, and... Um, Next next segment, I have a trivia question to pose. Or at, let's say at the end of this segment, at the end of this segment, I'm going to pose a trivia question if you are listening on the stream or listening on the radio. But if you're listening on the stream in particular, we want to give people a chance to participate in Game Show Friday. 
So we're going to play a game show in the noon hour uh, with a ton of great prizes. And if you answer the trivia question that we're going to throw out there in just a few minutes correctly via email, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com, by noon, we will then reach out to you and then you get to play in the noon hour. So that's a better way than just like you're if you're a minute behind on the stream and you can't call in, you never have a chance. We want to give you a shot. But let's get back to our 2017 Minnesota Sports Year in Review, the awards we've been given out. We did Minnesota Sports Person of the Year to start the show. Uh, you, Judd, had Harrison Smith. I said Cheryl Reeve. Dave went a little bit uh, contrarian with P.J. Fleck just being this big theatrical injection to the Minnesota sports scene. Mm-hmm. We've done biggest Minnesota sports buzzkill of the year, coach of the year. Let's do Minnesota sports executive of the year. This one is very, very simple to me. It's got to be Rick Spielman, a guy who I sat here six months ago and said, if the Vikings don't have a good year, there's a good chance he gets fired. He's had plenty of chances. He joined the organization with Childress or, or shortly after Childress in, I want to say May of 06. And in that time, I believe the Vikings have one playoff win. He's had full authority of the roster now since after the uh, debacle of, what, the 2011 season. And um, Rick Spielman did a—he deserves a ton of credit for doing a magnificent job of going out. And he's gotten the players that uh, that defensively the head coach has desired. And more importantly, probably, he's also went out and improved an offense that was an absolute joke as far as the line went last year. If you look at all the moves that Rick Spielman has made in the past calendar year now that have worked, I think he walks away with this award. I agree. We've had a lot of disagreement or at least a lot of variation in our picks, but I think it's Rick Spielman. I mean, the fact that he fixed every problem that needed to be fixed and then found three capable quarterbacks throughout the last couple of years, if you include Bridgewater before the injury, I'm going to say Rick Spielman deserves to be Minnesota Sports Executive of the Year. And there's no reason to say he shouldn't be, but I will give you the other name. Tom Thibodeau. You're right. Jimmy Butler. Just for bringing in Jimmy Butler. That's all you need. Getting the Jimmy Butler deal done, he was the only guy uh, that could have brought Jimmy Butler to Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and it happened. Yeah, and even though the team has a lot of things that frustrate you, they're six games above 500 for the first time in 15 years or whatever, 14 years. Yeah. So he's definitely he definitely belongs. Mm-hmm. All right, what about this one for uh, for an award? Let's go Mike Yo Honorary Hot Seat Award for a coach or an executive 2017 performance. Dave, you want to start us off with this one? Mm. Can I give it to Tom Thibodeau, the coach? Sure. You're, you're it's really can. early for that hot seat, but it's not. Super far-fetched. It is, but I, you can't give it to Molitor. He just got the extension. Zimmer can't get it. Chuck, Chuck Fletcher is mine. Yeah. Chuck oh, Fletcher I mean, is mine. Yeah, That's I guess I didn't well. even think. Uh, I, I was Fletcher, thinking definitely. more along the lines of coaches. But, I, yeah, I would have to say Tom Thibodeau, the coach. Not that he could fire himself and stay as and stay on as president of basketball ops. I don't think that's going to work out. But you have to have some amazing you're, self-awareness you're to, to make that happen. <laughs> you're fired. You're firing myself. <laughs> no, continue um, that, Judd. That was a good... <laughs> What? BASF there. It wasn't that much. No, I want you to add on. No, no, there's nothing left. Inside the shoes. Tibbs firing Tibbs. There's nothing left. What do you mean I'm fired? I said you're fired. (laughs) We should have a a daily Judd inside the shoes role play segment. (laughs) Just like five minutes. I enjoy doing it. Joe Maurer has to be one of the characters every single time. I enjoy doing it. Tibbs the coach just for everything that's driven Wolves fans absolutely nuts the last two months. Chuck Fletcher is is the obvious one because... This team has had so many chances in the playoffs to cash in in the second round. Or Last year, they win one playoff game. 
you know, the contracts that have been on the horizon, these might look bad at some point, are starting to look bad right now. And the young players that were supposed to break out haven't really broken out yet. Even Mikhail Granlin has regressed again this year. Fletcher for sure. And here's the conundrum. Your biggest problem is this. The man is in the last year of his contract. So so he's on the hot seat. And yet if you start to backslide and, and you think you're going to miss the playoffs, guess what? He's going to do everything he can not to do that. So I think Fletcher, without a doubt, Fletcher is is under more pressure than Spielman was, and you see the same sort of things at work here, which is, okay, you've got some good players, not a lot, but you've got some good good players. Now, are you going to be able to get guys to help them? And at this point, he is not, so I think Chuck Fletcher walks away with yeah. this award right now. What about the Breakout Player of the Year, 2017 Breakout Player of the Year? The breakout Player of the Year would have to be Byron Buxton, right? You know what's I mean, funny? I, I, he wasn't the first one that came. Actually, two came to mind before him. One was Chris Dunn with the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you still hate that trade. Uh, I don't hate the trade. It's just Wiggins would have been the better. Byron, Byron Buxton went from us being, us legitimately saying, what's wrong here? This looks terrible. To being, to combining his gold glove talents with a with a hitting approach that didn't look awful. So I would say... That that Buxton within the course of this past year is the breakout player based on the first two months plus were just awful and he finally and he finally turned that around. So I would say Byron Buxton. I would that's a good one. It's hard to argue that one. I would go Case Keenum. It's probably the most obvious one. Going into this year, Case Keenum had played chunks of four previous NFL seasons. He was in the league for five years before this, and at no point had he ever thrown even ten touchdown passes in a year. Well, he's at twenty. Uh, at no point had he completed more than 60% of his passes. He's at 68%. Mm-hmm. At no point had he com- had he gone for more than 2,200 yards in the air. He's 1,000 yards past that. His quarterback rating was like 80 going into the year. It's almost 100 mm-hmm. at this point in the year. So Case Keenum would be my breakout mm, player. Interesting. I went along the lines of Case Keenum myself, but I'll throw a different one at you. Third-round pick, Pat Elfline. How about some love for the old line? A guy coming in and absolutely fan caking. Oh, been a fan favorite since he got you to training. You guys mocked me on since he got there. to a training. That's right. Since he got to training. Take yeah. your apologies off the right. air. Fan favorite Pat Elfline for being a rock solid center in that uh, rebuilt offensive line. That's been very good. I could see that. Yeah, you could even. I mean, Dalvin Cook could be on the list if he hadn't blown out the the knee early that in the hurt season. Um, there's probably other options. You can tweet at us at Phil Mackey at 1500 ESPN Judd at Dave underscore Harrigan. And then a final award, 2017 Minnesota sports year in review awards, the Alex Boone honorary best talker award. This one to me is also very simple. It's Jimmy Butler. Wow. Jimmy, I I would have thought somebody else. Jimmy, when you, when you, when you walk into a locker room, and you have a player saying, if Ricky tries to come in, in here, you tell him no about five times. Jimmy Butler is the go-to guy for quotes. He, I love the fact that, that he constantly harps on, on the fact that the Wolves' defense is bad. Jimmy Butler, to me, gets this. Uh, not going to disagree with you on that one. I'm going to throw an honorable mention and then my pick. Honorable mention, there's a coach in town that has lit up officials on the record after WNBA Finals games, Cheryl Reeve. <laughs> She has ripped the media for not covering women's sports yeah, in a fair way. That's a good one. So Cheryl Reeve, just for her willingness to take the gloves off and rip people who need to be ripped. But if it's an honorary talker award, P.J. Fleck 
is the talker in town right now. So just with all of his isms and his acronyms and his crazy energy. And 48 minutes to start a press conference, not taking yes. a question. Is that what you're talking about? Everything that goes into his whole persona and everything he brings, PJ Fleck would sure. be the, the the talker of the year for me. Anybody else stand out, Dave? Yeah, I've got one that you haven't mentioned. And PJ, I can't choose him because it just it drives me and too many people nuts. Right? I don't think I can give him the talk of the year award. I will give it to a guy, however, who you can put that key in his back. You can turn it. You can wind him up. And I don't know when he's going to stop. Doogie. Everson Griffin. Okay. Everson Griffin. I love to hear the man talk because he just keeps going over the same points because he just wants to fill up that soundbite and keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, love Griff. All, all three great choices for sure. Yeah, Everson Griffin, uh, just like his exuberance and the pre- his excitement for, the for pre- waking up in the morning. He loves life more than anybody I've ever met. The yes. pregame speech in the game he didn't play is a classic I mean, it was bleeped out 45 times, but it was a classic. It was just a straight-line bleep for 30 seconds. It was basically he put F-word on F-word. <laughs> it was a they-can't-handle-you was the sort of the theme of the, they-can't-handle-you, 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 and then the rest was just bleeped out. Yeah, it's just like, uh. <laughs> right. So uh, there they are. Yeah, we'll take, if you guys have any other suggestions for categories, we'll take those before the end of the show. At Phil Mackey, at 1500 ESPN Judd. Uh, when we come back, you've done some digging on the future of Case Keenum and quarterback options. And his potential contract. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's rip the band-aid off when we come back here. Mackey and Judd, 2017 Minnesota Sports Year in Review Show. Superstar Mike Morris on the horizon. Before we go anywhere, let's do this. Let's give streaming listeners a chance to uh, be participants in Game Show Friday. We'll probably just need one contestant for the noon hour, right? One contestant. Dave is the creator of the game show today, so. No, I think we need to. We need at least two. At least two. Yeah. Um, so let's start. Well, let's let's do this. Let's let's take two winners who answer this question correctly via email by noon. So you have like 15 minutes to do it. Mackie and Judd at 1500ASPN.com. If the season ended today, Case Keenum would have a 98.9 passer rating. How many other quarterbacks in Vikings history who have played at least 10 games in the season? How many other quarterbacks have finished a season with a higher passer rating? So answer that correctly and give us your name and then a number to reach you at in the email to Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. And then we'll reach out to you to be a contestant in the noon hour for Game Show Friday. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. No, ma'am, we did not have a sense of humor we were aware of. May we come in? Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackey and Judd is sponsored by Mauer Chevrolet. Hobbling around on busted knees, they're the Vikings quarterbacks. First it's Teddy, then Sammy B, and don't forget the running back. Hobbling around on busted knees, but we've got case to fill the hole. It's hard to believe, but there's still a chance of playing in the Super Bowl. Packer fans have got that jealous feeling, cause they see how much their team sucks without Rogers. All they have is Brett Hundley. Hobbling around on busted knees, you'd think that we'd be screwed. But 
Let Spielman and Zim built a damn good team, and you'll see us in 52. Keenum down the middle, he goes, and in the end zone, and is caught by Rudolph for the touchdown. Keenum sets it up near side, and the slot is good for a touchdown, it's right. Keenum keeps it, looking for a block, touchdown, Minnesota. Keenum going to dump it off, it's a touchdown to the backup tight end, Morgan. All right, that's it. One of the hit tracks off Volume 3, Songs by the U-Log. You can find all these songs, or if you want to avoid all these songs. I was going to say, where can people avoid them? Yep. We'll give you a heads up either way. Uh, There's a big link right in that featured section of 1500ESPN.com, all those uh, links to columns and stuff. Mm -hmm. And also, you can find it on our show page, Mackie and Judd show page, 1500ESPN.com. I think it's a fair question to ask right now. How much is Case going to, uh, to get paid? So a couple of days ago, I sat down. A, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. I thought a lot before. Now I think a lot and then some. Free agent quarterback list for starting in March of 2018, Phil Mackey. Okay. Okay. Here's the issue. If Washington franchises Cousins again, which they might, or they might do something to try and make a deal. And if that happens, if, never will anyone be more mad about making like $80 million over Kirk three Cousins. years than Kirk Cousins. Well, anyway, let's just say for the sake of this conversation right now that Kirk Cousins does not hit the open market in March. If you go through the list of, of I'm not saying potentially available QBs, because there might be some released, there might be some via trade. But if you go through the free agent list of quarterbacks, Case Keenum, is the best quarterback who's going to hit the market, and I don't know it's close. Wow. Teddy Bridgewater is among them. The Vikings have, if you think for a second that Sam Bradford might come back and play and be okay after what, what he's been through with his knee this year, there's a pretty good argument to be made that the Vikings have three of the top quarterbacks who are going to hit the market themselves. Bridgewater, Keenum, Bradford. Josh McCowan is going to hit and the he's market. like 37. And there's, I saw a report that, that he actually might go stay with the Jets as a quarterback's coach now. I'm not kidding you. He was pretty good this year. Yeah. Jay Cutler might continue to play. He yeah. might not. Who cares? Keenum's above him. Matt Moore. Guys like that. Yeah. If, Cous- if Cousins hits the market, Keenum's still going to get paid. If he doesn't and a team wants to go out and sign a quarterback... Case Keenum is going to get a contract that is going to make the Glennon deal look incredibly small, I think. So, but then but then you have to factor in if teams don't want to pay a perceived premium for Case Keenum, would they then turn to trading draft picks or other assets for Eli Manning, who's likely going to be available? The Giants are going to be top three draft pick this year. They're Ale- probably going to take Alex, Alex Smith. Smith, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, if if it came down to it. Would you have now? Alex Smith makes twenty million dollars too. Mm-hmm. So you, not only would you have to pay Alex Smith for at least a couple of years twenty million dollars, you'd have to give up something to get him. Right. So, with, so what's might, more appealing? Would you rather just give up money to get Keenum and then yeah. not have to give up, let's say, a third or fourth round draft pick? I don't even know what Alex Smith would fetch. He ain't fetching a first round pick, I don't think. Probably. I, I guess he might get a second round pick. Might. Yeah. Because he's he's leading the league in passer rating this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And early in the year, he put up a bunch of. On Alex Smith like numbers, but interesting. And, and Breeze is is going to stay put now because there's been been talking. Yeah, I believe his contract is is voidable, but he's going to stay put. Garoppolo is going to stay put. The Niners did not make that trade to to play Garoppolo now, have him play well, and, and then say see ya. So Garoppolo, worst case, I, I think by San Francisco would be franchise probably. 
Breeze on a San Diego radio station this week, I think, made it very clear he's going back. So you're talking about, free agent-wise, a sparse market. And mm-hmm. Case Keenum is a top that list now. Yeah. So there's there's three ways to acquire a quarterback, and some of these teams might just pick the draft avenue, where mm-hmm. you draft somebody and then you, you know, let's not, let's not pay Case Keenum. I actually think is for as many teams probably would like a quarterback upgrade of some kind or somebody fresh, a draft pick. I don't think there's going to be that many teams looking to get into a bidding war for Case Keenum. Because if you made a list of the seven or eight teams in the market for a quarterback, including like a Jacksonville, Jacksonville's not going to go from Bortles to Keenum for $20 million. Now, maybe they would trade for an Eli, but Keenum is still enough of a question mark where if you're ja- if you're Jacksonville and you want to and you want to move on from Blake Bortles, yep. you're going to want something a little bit more established with a track record and Eli Manning or Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Ha- you know, you know they, have, they have flaws. I'm not saying they're flawless. Um, when it comes down to it, I don't know if five teams are going to all want to give Case Keenum 18 or 20 million when they could draft or trade. But your point stands. I wouldn't trust he's one the best not of to. all the options. I wouldn't trust one not to do something that could potentially be stupid. Yeah. But w- when you're coming off the type of year that that guy's had, it just takes one club. I mean, Osweiler got paid for a sample size. Yeah. There's Brock so- Osweiler got paid for a very small sample size of success. Yeah. There's so many reasons why you got to cash in this year for the Vikings. Go win a Super Bowl right now. You don't know if Pat Shermer's coming back. You don't know what, what, what if Case Keenum's going to come back or what he's going to cost you. You just don't know. Or how he's going to look. Yeah, you just don't know. So cash in while you have but a chance to. This is going to be this is going to be an expensive if, if the Vikings keep him, it's going to cost them a ton. Here's that trivia question one more time. Uh we 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 hear you guys if you stream our show and the the delay is like 30 seconds or a minute. When we play game show Friday, you don't get to call in because the people who are listening on the radio have already filled up the phone lines because they're they, they hear the number earlier. So, we're going to invite streamers to game show Friday, we need three winners to participate sometime in the noon hour. We will get in touch with you if you answer this trivia question correctly to the email Mackie and Judd, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. I think you can also click on it on the show page if you want to know spelling there. But um, leave your name, your phone number for us to get in touch with you and the correct answer to this trivia question before noon. So in the next five minutes. Case Keenum has a 98.9 passer rating. If the season ended today, how many quarterbacks in Vikings history would have a better single-season passer rating? We're talking qualified quarterbacks here. Give us the correct answer, and if you want to show off, you can name the quarterbacks as well. Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Superstar coming in to hang out with us. Mackie and Judd.